Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today, I really wanted to record an episode on navigating your way through the holiday season in regards to food freedom, having total control over food, because I totally understand that holiday season can feel really, really daunting for a lot of us. It can feel a little bit stressful, a little bit overwhelming. We can go into some of the events feeling really anxious. And this is why I want to give you my top five tips in actually navigating your way through this time of the year. Because at the end of the day, like holidays come around every single year, Christmas comes around every single year, and it actually shouldn't be an event that we do feel really stressed about, that we do feel really anxious about. We shouldn't leave Christmas with these feelings of guilt and these feelings of shame. So if we can really learn to take back that complete control over food, and learn to be the one in total control and to not experience any of these feelings, it allows us to actually enjoy this time of the year. It allows us to really be present with our loved ones. And when you're sitting down at the Christmas table, it allows you to engage and actually create memories with people rather than being so fixated on body weight or on food and all of that. So that's really what I wanted to dive into today and chat about because We don't have to live a life where food is always controlling us, where we always have a really unhelpful emotions towards food. Like it is actually possible for us to be in total control and for us to not let food cause us to have really overwhelming and really unhelpful thoughts and feelings. And I think it's really important that we highlight that and we actually recognize that, that it's not a normal way of living life and there is so much more to life than always worrying about our body weight, our size and food. And quite frankly, like it is so incredibly exhausting to always be letting food control us. So it's time to put an end to it and to actually learn how to enjoy these times of the year because holidays they are meant to be enjoyed like they are you are meant to love this time of the year they're meant to be happy you're meant to be able to celebrate and so I really want to help you actually experience that so we're just going to jump straight in and we're just going to start with the five top tips so the first tip is you throughout the holiday season when you're on holidays you really want to keep some sort of structure into your days and into your weeks and I know that this can uh, be a little bit tricky sometimes especially if you're so used to working you know like nine to five monday to friday and you have a really set routine throughout the week and the weekends as soon as you go on holidays you know this kind of all goes out of whack you probably maybe start sleeping in your workouts um you do at different times of the day but it is so incredibly important that you do look at your days and you're like okay even though i am on holidays how can i actually set some sort of structure and especially when it comes to your meal times and your well your meals in general not necessarily time just the meals how many you're having and your snacks and making sure that you still have structure in that regard because it can be so tempting to skip breakfast or skip lunch if you know that you're having dinner out to try and, and I do this in inverted commas, 
like compensate or make up for um, the dinner out. However, by doing this, like you're literally setting yourself up for failure. You're literally doing so much more harm than any good. Because if you get to your dinner and you are absolutely ravenous, like you are so hungry, you're going to struggle to really think about what you actually want in a logical mind. You're going to be really drawn to actually overeating because remember when you eat, it takes your mind 20 minutes to actually register that you've even had food. So within that 20 minutes, like if you're ravenous and you're so starving, you can consume quite significant amount of food. So A, you're not thinking logically about what you actually want to eat, what's going to satisfy you mentally and physically, you just want to eat whatever's there like whatever's in front of you whatever's easy as convenience what you're going to go for and the b you're so out of touch with your fullness and your hunger cues so you are more likely to overeat so you really want to ensure that you are not starving by the time that you go to any of your meals and to do that it is so important that you actually do still consistently eat your three main meals and all of your snacks on top of that throughout the day and yeah it might require a little bit of planning from you to be like okay well this day is hectic i know that i'm going to be on the go so i'm going to have my breakfast in the fridge ready to go first thing in the morning i'm going to have snacks in my handbag that are easy to transport around like yeah it might take a little bit of extra planning for that but honestly it is going to be an absolute game changer for you being the one backing control over food. And when you get to these events out or whatever it is, and you're not ravenous, you can make a logical decision about what's actually going to satisfy you mentally and physically. You are actually going to be in tune with your fullness cues and stop when you're done. So tip number one, very, very important to still keep some sort of structure in your days and your weeks, and especially when it comes to your meals. Tip number two is to really actually survey the food on offer. So this means that when you get to an event, obviously the tables of food can be so overwhelming sometimes with so many delicious options to go for. And you look at the table like, oh my God, there's so much here. There's food that I've never had. I want to absolutely taste everything. I get it. But before you actually grab your plate and start to pile the food up onto it, I want you to take a step back. I want you to really have a look at all of the food options that are available. So survey the food and then actually decide which foods you truly do want to eat and which foods you just got a little bit excited about, but you don't actually really want to eat it. Because when you take that step back and you're like, okay, what do I feel like mentally? What do I feel like physically? You're actually properly thinking about all of the food choices and you're not gonna get caught up in the moment and this is actually allowing you to be the one in control of the food rather than letting that food control you. Also remember that that food's not going anywhere. You can always come back for seconds or thirds if you're still hungry after you've finished what's on your plate. Again, give yourself that time to really sit with your food, to for your mind to register that it's actually eaten. Give yourself that 20 minutes and then just, it's, got, it's still going to be there. Like that food isn't running away and we don't have to you know, eat all of it right then and there. You can go back for seconds or thirds. So it's so important to remember that. Take that step back, look at what's on offer, and then actually go for the things that you truly do want and you truly know are going to mentally and physically satisfy you. So that's tip two. Tip three is to actually practice mindful eating. And you can even start to do this before uh, the actual events pop up. This is a really actually just a good thing to be able to do in your day-to-day -day life. And mindful eating 
is we want it to actually become a habit. So it is really important that we do practice this because we can get caught up in the moments and you know quickly eat because we're so excited about the food or something. So if we are actually practicing this outside of the holiday seasons as well, it's going to help a lot during the holiday seasons. But it's important for us to recognize that food is a central part of celebrations. Like we live amongst a culture where everything we celebrate, like there's typically food as part of that like it's just it's how we live and um food is meant to be enjoyed so give yourself complete permission to enjoy eating all of the delicious foods these holidays then you want to work on becoming more in touch with your hunger and your fullness cues and one of the best ways to actually do this so obviously go through the hunger and fullness scale but you do really want to learn how to eat mindfully. So some of the four different ways that I really like to look at and that are really easy to implement on how to eat mindfully. The first one is to actually stop and recognize what you're eating. So this kind of like ties into the last one that we're talking about, right? Like surveying the food is one thing. Like when you take that step back and you look at all the food on options, you kind of want to do that with that food that's on your plate as well. Like recognize what are you actually eating? Like ask yourself, what does the food smell like? What does the food taste like? What does it look like? Does the fourth bite taste as amazing as the first one? Like what memories are popping up when you enjoy this food and really like actually be present with your food, be there in the moment, enjoying what you're having, slow down. So that means like putting your knife and fork down between each mouthful, allow yourself the time to actually save what you're eating, to recognize what you're eating, to enjoy the taste of what you're eating. So often, you know, we do get caught up and we can eat things so quickly that we haven't even registered it. Like we haven't even, we don't even know that we've like tasted the food, which is really a lot of the time when we're like, oh, I need more. I want to go back for a second because we haven't actually, our mind hasn't been able to eat the food as quickly as what we actually physically have. So slow down, put your knife and fork down between each mouthful, enjoy the moment. Really limit your distractions. So put your phone down. Again, be fully present with that meal that you're eating then and there. It's going to make such a difference to your mind actually being able to register that you've eaten and you're leaving the meal feeling mentally satisfied, which is a massive one. Like, I think mental satisfaction is definitely something that is so easily overlooked. And we can be so fixated on whether we're physically full or physically not full, which is great. And that's really important as well. But that mental satisfaction is actually what allows us to be in total control. So you really do want to make sure that your mind is actually registering that you're eating. So remove distractions, put your phone down, sit and be present with your meal. And it's also really important that you sit down and you eat off a plate rather than a grazing board. So a lot of the time in a lot of events, grazing boards are a massive thing at the moment, which is amazing. They look fabulous and there's so many delicious options on there, but it allows us to not be very mindful with what we are eating. And it's really easy to just stand there and pick. And then we get to the point where we're like, oh my God, now I'm so overfull or I'm not hungry for the meal, but it's a bit awkward if you're you know, at an event or at someone's house and you have filled up on the grazing board, but you still have to sit there and eat the meal because it would be rude not to. Um, and then you've you're overeaten or you're overfull. So one of the best things to do is just grab yourself a, a napkin, grab yourself an entree plate, grab a few pieces off the grazing board, put it on your plate. And that way your mind is actually registering how much you are eating because you can physically see it on the plate. There's a really interesting study that was actually done and it was somewhere in America and they had two separate tables and they brought out the chicken wings um and on one table they left like the bones of the chicken wings on the table as they were eating them and then on the other table they actually would clear the chicken wing bones away the table that had the chicken bones cleared away ended up eating i think it was something like double the amount of chicken wings than the table that had 
the bones still on the table. That is because by clearing the bones away, the people who were eating, they were so caught up in the moment of eating and that the food just kept coming that they never actually had time or they never had a visual cue of this is how much I've eaten or like their mind wasn't able to catch up as quick because again, it takes your mind 20 minutes to register that you've eaten. And so they had no physical cue of, oh, maybe I should wait, give myself that time, give my mind to catch up and actually register if I'm still hungry or not. Whereas the table that could actually physically see how much they'd eaten, they were able to slow down and, and actually register like, okay, I'm probably full, wait for the signs that your body's giving you and then act on that. So I think that's the, such an interesting side of the sound. And so it's the kind of same if you put us in the situation of a grazing board it's really hard for us to actually register and pick up how much we have eaten if we haven't been able to physically see it on a plate of how much we eat. So that's a good little tip to do as well, um, if possible. But yeah, really practicing that mindful eating definitely allows you to be the one that's back in control. And then when we talk about like that hunger and fullness scale, so I really want you to think, so if you have a scale from one to 10, you really ideally want to be sitting at that four to the six. So if one was being like, you're absolutely so starving, you're irritable, you're so hungry, like you can't think clearly, stomach's rumbling, and then 10 being like, you are so full that you have to go and lie down on the couch, you want to stay around that four to that six. So that four being, yeah, I'm a little bit hungry, could eat. That's when you want to actually eat. That's when you're going to make the most logical decision about what you physically and mentally want to eat. And you're going to be really in touch with being able to stop eating when you hit that six. And that six is when you are both physically and mentally satisfied with what you've had. So really important, like thinking about that scale as well, um, as you get to your meal times and, and also just throughout the day as well, registering that you don't have to be starving to eat. The fourth tip is letting go of Christmas FOMO. And this is a big one. This is definitely one that I have very strongly experienced in the past and that FOMO is fear of missing out and it's a real thing because there are so many foods that we tend to only eat at this time of the year and we feel like we won't get any other chance at any other time of the year to eat that and so that actually causes us to experience what's called the last supper effect and this is when we feel like it's going to be the last time that we're ever going to eat or be able to eat this specific food so we eat as much of we can like as if it's our last supper and so we overeat on it and then that then leads to us feeling so out of control around food so frustrated that we've overeaten when in reality it was actually just FOMO that we were experiencing so it's actually so important that we remove this FOMO and we do this by giving ourselves again that complete permission to have this kind of food at any time of the year if you really wanted to like if you actually think about it like let's take Christmas pudding for an example sure it, it's Christmas pudding that has you know your Christmas spices and all of that in there but reality is you could actually have Christmas pudding in March you could actually have it in October if you really truly wanted to there is actually no rule saying that you can only eat this on the 25th of December you could honestly eat it at any other time of the year and so we have to rewire our brains to really know and understand that and be like okay okay like if I'm craving it in March I can eat it in March like who the fuck is coming up with these rules like it's just we have to remove that there's a rule and we have to give ourselves that permission because again that is how we become in total control over that food because it becomes a lot less special and then you're unlikely to overeat on it as well 
And you also have to remember that it's actually totally okay to have leftovers and that you can always eat the leftovers over the next couple of days. If they haven't gone off, <laughs> it's okay to not eat everything right now. And I think sometimes that's another thing. It's like, okay, I only have this one day to eat all of this delicious food. And then tomorrow I'm like back to being good. Again, in inverted commas, like what the fuck is good? If you have balance, like that's incredible. And so by having balance, it's actually recognizing and realizing that you can still have the leftover Christmas pudding on the 26th, on the 27th, on the 28th. Like it's not going anywhere and it's okay. And it's actually probably better for you to balance it out and to have a little bit every other day than to eat the entire pudding in one sitting. Yeah. So it's so important that you remind yourself of that, that the food's not going anywhere and it's okay to have leftovers and you can actually incorporate those leftovers into a balanced diet. So that's tip number four, let go of that Christmas FOMO. And then the last tip, tip number five is, excuse me, but guilt wasn't on the menu. Guilt was not invited to the Christmas table. So don't set rules because guilt is something that we have learned. And when we are born, we are only born with two fears. We're born with the fear of falling and we're born with the fear of abandonment. Every other fear that we have is learnt. And guilt actually comes from the fear of doing something wrong. And that's what we have been taught and that's what we learn as a child. Like if you've upset somebody, if you've hurt somebody, if you've done something really wrong, you should feel guilty for that. What we shouldn't feel guilty for is eating food and enjoying an experience. Food and guilt should not be connected. Like they actually don't even belong in the same sentence together. And so it's so important that we know and understand that we should never, like never feel guilty for eating food because food is literally fuel. It allows our body to function at its optimal level on a day-to-day -day basis. Not only that, but food is also to be enjoyed. We are meant to enjoy these situations. Food tastes great. Food is delicious. Food is amazing. And we are actually allowed to enjoy the experience around food as well. We are only human after all. The brain doesn't actually process negatives very well. And as humans, we don't like strict rules. So when we have rules in place, we love to rebel against them. Like all humans, we have a rebellious tendencies within us. So when we give ourselves rules and we put these rules in place, we often want to actually rebel against those. And this exact same thing comes to, into play when food is involved as well. So again, like those negatives, if you tell yourself you can't have something, you want it even more. Exact same. If you go and tell a child and don't press that big red button, all they want to do all of a sudden is press that big red button. If you tell yourself, no, you're not allowed chocolate, all of a sudden, all you can fucking think about is the chocolate that's sitting in the cupboard. So therefore, if we actually go into the holiday season telling ourselves that we can't have certain foods or we can only have certain amounts of certain foods, we're actually putting a rule in place like we are setting ourselves a rule and so it's then a very very likely that these food rules will occupy our minds and we will eventually break them we're going to eat too much of that food that we've told ourselves we can't have and then we feel guilty because we've stepped out of line or we've broken the rule right so if you tell yourself okay you can only have a quarter of a serve of christmas pudding but then you're like oh this is delicious so you go back for another like another serve which means that you've had half a serve or you go back and have a full serve You've then broken that rule that you put in place for yourself. Or if you go into Christmas saying, okay, now no gingerbread, but then you have a little bit of gingerbread, you've broken that rule. And then because we 
sometimes go into that self-sabotage mode. It's, it's like, oh, well, you've already broken that rule. So you may as well just, you know, eat that and eat that. Oh, we may as well open the packet of biscuits. Oh, you may as well eat, you know, three serves of the pudding. Like you open the floodgates because if you've broken one rule, why not just go break all the others as well? So this is why if you never put those rules in place in the first place, then your inner rebellious will never be challenged and you'll actually be able to stay in control. And it's so funny because when you remove these rules, and I say it time and time and time again with my clients, on foods that they're like, oh, I can't have that because I overeat on it. When we actually go into the mindset and, and they allow themselves to have that food unconditionally, like they give themselves all permission to eat that food, they actually then don't even want like seven biscuits anymore they're like oh yeah i'm happy with one like what the hell this is so weird or they're like oh i actually don't even want it at all because they're the one back in control like that food isn't controlling them looking at them saying eat me eat me because they literally are the ones in control and they're like because their their mind isn't trying to rebel against any rules that were put in place they're happy and they're content and they know exactly what they want and when they want it so it's so incredibly important that you go into this holiday season with no rules, like no rules should be set about what you can and what you can't eat over Christmas or any other celebrations for that matter. Give yourself that permission to eat whatever you want at these events. And I know that for a lot of people, they'd be like, well, it doesn't work like that because if I give myself all of the permission, I'm just gonna eat the entire packet of biscuits. I hear you, but guess what? You're actually weather reporting yourself by doing that. The thing is, whatever the mind, believes the body achieves so if you go into these events being like i can't have that because i'm going to overeat on it or i know as soon as i have one of those as soon as i have one gingerbread i'm going to eat 20 gingerbreads you've literally just weather reported yourself because that is what you truly believe is going to happen so it's actually going to happen like if you think about it and i use this analogy of if you think about like the skiers who ski through the trees in the snow they don't hit the trees because they're so focused on the snow and the white path and all they're thinking is follow the path follow the path if they were to think about all the trees and focus on the trees they would hit a tree because literally what your mind believes your body achieves and so if you truly believe that you're going to overeat on these foods you're actually going to do it so you have to flip the script you have to have a trust in yourself you have to have the confidence and tell yourself that you're the one in control that food doesn't control you anymore that you can actually sit at the christmas table and eat to a point where you're like yeah i'm done like i'm mentally i'm physically full like that was delicious but I can save the rest for tomorrow if you're wanting to that you can know that you can have one gingerbread and not eat 20 after that that you can actually eat what you want when you want in a controlled manner because you're the one in control and you need to 110% believe that and I know I know that there has probably been situations and scenarios in the past where you have had one of something and it's led to eating so many others and so you have that evidence. So of course that creates a fear almost. So you actually have to start building up an evidence bank and prove to yourself that you are in control, that you can have one and that, and you can stop at that. And also remembering that we're only human. We are not robots and we are not machines and we are not programmed to crave the same amounts every day, to eat the same amounts every day. So let's take chocolate for an example. One day you might have two squares of lint chocolate and that might satisfy you. The next day you might have two squares and you still want more. So you have four and that satisfies you. Then the next day you go back and two squares satisfies you again. Like it, we are so different every single day. 
and we have to take that into consideration and understand that we are not programmed to actually crave the same to eat the same anything like that either so i want you to flip the script and i want you to start telling yourself and believing that you are in control that there is an end to this that food no longer controls you and you are actually going to enjoy yourself this holiday season and you're going to enjoy christmas so it's so important that you do that. And also remember, like we eat over a thousand meals throughout the entire year. Let's say you have 10 meals out over the holiday season, over Christmas. It's not gonna undo any hard work that you've put into until this point. Like scientifically, it's not possible. You're the one in control and you need to trust your body to handle these situations. Also remember that you're not alone on this journey. So if at any point you do feel like you are having overwhelming thoughts or emotions or you're not too sure how to navigate something then reach out for help like get that support send me a dm because i love unpacking this stuff and, and i know how stressful it can be because i've personally been there myself um and i coach all of my clients through it so yeah if you are have struggling please send me a dm and i can definitely support you in that area as well but I hope these five tips that we've gone through today really help you to take back that control these holiday seasons and to actually enjoy yourself and to not let food have that control over you because there is so much more to life than, like I said at the start, than always thinking about our body weight, always thinking about food. And it does, like it, it takes away from these incredible memories that we could be making. And it's just, it's actually quite miserable and it's just, it's not fun to experience and it's not a way of living life. There is a light at the end of the tunnel and it is possible for you to be the one in control of your food and for you to enjoy um, these times of years and these celebrations and to create the memories and to be really fully present with everybody because when food is occupying every waking thought of every day it does impact our relationships with other people it impacts our friendships it impacts us mentally and it doesn't have to be that way like we should not put food up on such a high pedestal because we actually have the ability of being in control over it so remember that if you have any questions or you want to chat about this further then please, please, please do send me a DM over on Instagram. My Instagram is KJ Wellness with three S's. Let me know which, which tip landed with you the most or which tip are you going to try and implement. But I hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night, wherever you are. And I will talk to you in the next episode very soon. But until then, you take care. Bye.